Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shadow Dynasty League, one of many leagues that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, uh, recording outside on this beautiful evening, perhaps the location of a, of a certain draft to come uh, with, within nearly a week. Today is August 4th, 2021. We are dangerously close to um, our draft is coming up. And so every year around this time, I like to just go through and make a mock draft. You know, sometimes I release part of it one round. I basically don't release it. I don't release my picks because I don't want to give you any thoughts on my picks. So this time, given that I have all, you know, top picks, I'm not going to release it at all until right after the draft. Just to, you know, in between that and the grades, just to give you a little something to enjoy uh, where where my head was at, where I thought things were going. So I'm going to go two versions. I'm going to do the first one without any trades and the second one with trades being possible. So not too much changes. It does shake up the top 10 a little bit. Uh, but let's get into it right now. So 101, no, no question at all. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. Reports out of camp, you know, they're they're hit and miss. He's a rookie, but, you know, he's impressing. He's having bad days, having good days, whatever. I just think, you know, I, I just think I trust Urban Meyer. I know the big thing was to shit on him and act like, oh, this is going to be terrible. I trust him, actually, to get this figured out. And this is just the safest pick, right? I mean, he's going to play Houston week one, so I'm hoping that he looks good out the gate. You know, even if you don't like him, you can flip him. I think he'll he'll withhold value and that's one thing with your first round picks you just don't want them to bust maybe you want the guy that's going to be the number one overall quarterback in fantasy it's like well you just don't want the guy that's going to completely flame out so that's an easy pick now Nikki, nikki has got a tough choice so Nikki knows he's not competing this year he's got carson wentz who's now out on the lamb for who knows how long so he's got dak and daniel jones <laughs> so far we're hearing that dak's got a little bit of a shoulder thing we're hearing that Daniel Jones is just the, the entire Giants offense is a mess. The whole team is a mess. So I mean, I don't, I don't think you're particularly excited about them or or have a lot of uh, faith going into that. But in my mind, Nikki's probably thinking this way: the quarterback isn't. A, you know, it's great to have that as a building block, but you've got another decent class coming out next year with Rattler, uh, with Sam Howe. Um, Malik Willis, uh, JT Daniels, potentially. There, there's some, not going to be as good, but it will be good. And if Nikki plays a little game theory here, I mean, he doesn't have a single startable running back on his team right now. And if he plays a little game theory, which says, hey, Dan just took a quarterback. Is he going to take one more? Yeah, maybe. He's got Jalen Hurts, so maybe he thinks, yeah, he needs to leave this with two quarterbacks, but... If he takes one more, you know, with his next pick, there's still three for me to choose from, right? Three first-rounders for me to choose from. So why would I take a quarterback unless I'm absolutely in love with one of them? I'm absolutely in love with Fields or Lance. I can't imagine losing them. Then that's when, you know, he might step in and make a move. Um, But if he thinks about it, it's, well, he already took Trevor Lawrence, you know, He's, you know, even if he takes one with his next pick, I got three more to pick from. So I'm going to have Nikki taking Najee Harris, which, I mean, I don't agree with in terms of a value wise. I would have Fields and Lance ranked ahead of him. I think immediately after this draft, 
Um, you could go to whoever took Harris, or you could you could go to whoever took Fields or Lance and say, "I'll give you Harris straight up," and I think you're going to get a no. I, I honestly do. Um, so I don't agree with it, but that's what I think would happen. At three, now I'm going to play a little mind game. So I'm back up on at five on the board, and Nikki's in between me. You know, I'm I'm, I'm at three and five, and he's here at four in the middle. So, you know, he can take. One of the two sort of I have in the next tier outside of Trevor Lawrence, Lance and Fields, he could take one of the two of them with that pick. That would still leave me one of them. But Nikki's a wild card, and maybe what he's thinking is, you know what, I'm going to take Kyle Pitts at four because no way Dan is going to draft three quarterbacks with, um, you know, his, his you know, it, say, say I did take a Lance there. Then Nikki could say, all right, He's going to take Pitts. There's no way he's going to take, um, you know, at five. Like, sorry, this I got the whole thing screwed up. My point is, Nikki could look at this and say, hey, he takes Fields or Lance at four. I'm taking Pitts because I know at five and six, he's already started off with two quarterbacks. He's not going to take Lance and Wilson, right? Like, someone will fall to me again playing this mind game theory. And so now... Knowing that Nikki might be thinking that, I'm like, well, shit, I'm coming up at five. I, he's going to take a quarterback here. I don't care who he takes. I like Fields and Lance, and I go back and forth between them, honestly, because, I mean, I I liked Fields more coming into the draft, but I like his situation less. I like his team less. I like his coach less. I like everything about Trey, Trey Lance more in, in those terms. And, I mean, he's already running with the ones. I don't put too much credit into that but I also have Ayuk so like I have a potential stack so I don't I I it's a damn coin toss for me with these two and so if that's the case I'm gonna take Kyle Pitts at three because I'm like I don't give a shit what Nikki does at four I'm gonna get one of these guys at five and so then at four Nikki will say okay I'll get Justin Fields so Nikki plays it perfectly right because at two maybe he takes Fields over Harris like we talked about I think that was the more valuable move but he was pretty confident that if he did that, I would have taken Harris at three. So, you know, at four, yeah, he could have got Kyle Pitts, whatever, but it's like he was going to lose Harris. You know, he could have taken Fields over Harris, but he doesn't even have to do that, and he gets both. So I I think, you know, the more I think about it, if that pick's not traded, I think two overall is Najee. And now, with how it goes out, Nikki at four gets Justin Fields. And at five, I take Trey Lance. I'm fine with that, you know? couple months ago I would have been staunchly preferring fields it's just so much closer to me as we get nearer to the season and I think about these two Um, so I I don't mind getting him instead of fields and then at six you know I'm going to need to leave this with some running back help I'm gonna take you know what I wrote ETN fuck it I'm taking Javonta Williams I just don't believe in ETN I've never been a fan of his I always thought he was overrated and I can tell you that now now that I'm you know, comfortable in this space sharing my thoughts. I've always thought he was overrated. I, I mean, I, it is the tempting thing is for me to say, hey, I have Trevor Lawrence, and if they really use him as a pass-catching running back, then this is huge. That's basically another stack. But, like, it's on PPR. I don't really care. Javonta Williams just profiles as the better running back to me. Now, everyone says, oh, Melvin Gordon's clearly the starter. I would rather have a situation where by the end of the year, Javonta Williams is really coming on to end the year like a Jonathan Taylor because I'm even though this is my rebuild year I need immediate impact guys 
and that's what I'm shooting for. And ETN, I, I don't need a boomer bus week. I need a guy who's going to take over a backfield by week 10 right in time for a playoff push. Javonta Williams just fits that bill more. Okay. At seven, then Nikki is going to take ETN. I, I can't believe I just changed this on the fly. But yeah, again, Nikki's biggest problem is running back. So, so far, he's got two of the top three and Justin Fields. He's starting off strong. At eight, Bob. Now, Bob's kind of, you know, maybe a little screwed here where one of those top three running backs might have been nice after Cam Akers going down. But when you look at his quarterbacks, his top two are Tua and Burrow. So you've already got a lot of youth in the position, but... On the other hand, you you have this other issue where Burrow's coming off a major injury to a, you know, we just no one really knows what's going on there. So maybe you just think, look, I, I got I to gotta continue to build for the future. And you take Zach Wilson. And, you know, I, I get the feeling. I'm not sure. I feel like in this league there are a couple guys that really believe in Zach Wilson and most of the league thinks he's going to be a bust. But And Bob might be in that bust category, but Bob might also just be thinking, look, the good running back options that I'm I'm confident in. There's no first or second round draft picks from running backs, you know, in the real draft left here. So I'm just going to take the quarterback. I know they're valuable. If I don't believe in Zach Wilson, I can flip him later and get a payout for some veterans and, and get a running back, a proven guy that way. Okay, then nine, back to Nikki. Now, again, Nikki is going to do a weird thing here because they are certainly way I mean, there's guys that have way more guaranteed workload and impact and should probably be valued ahead of this guy. But he's going to take Trey Sermon just because he needs running back so badly. There's there's so many receivers that should probably be ahead of Trey Sermon, but it doesn't matter. It's He's got tons of good receivers. He's got no running backs. So he's going to leave this thing with Sermon, ETN, and Najee. Like, that's that's his plan, and that's how it's going to be. So it's a little too high for him to go, but this is this is exactly what happened last year, what happens every year. I You can go back to the podcast if you don't believe me. I never predicted Justin Herbert to turn out like he did, but you know I was vocal that I shouldn't have given up my ninth overall pick because I would have taken Herbert there and then got Gibson at 11. It just would have been chef's kiss. But you know, regardless, my lamentations aside, lamentations or lamentation I think it's you know lament but it's not lamentations I think it's lamentations anyways um you know I even doing the mock draft I did predict he would go like eight or nine or ten but I said that's just because every team ahead of them is like I need a running back I need a running back need another running back but I said it wasn't right and that's the same thing I'm going to say here because at, at 10 overall 10 and 11 Bill's got back-to-back picks he's going to take Jamar Chase and Mac Jones a starting quarterback and the number one receiver in this class. I mean, at the back of the first round, at the, some of the last two picks. I mean, the, the last pick and the first pick in the second round, the first receiver off the board and a first-round quarterback, a guy picked at 15 overall. I mean, that it shouldn't happen, but it does. And, you know, we, we see the circumstance of that. You know, it's usually because many teams need a guy, and so they all sort of gravitate towards that and push these talents down but now it's just Nikki needing a lot of guys and using all his picks that way and Billy I mean just what incredible luck I mean he, he's a team that definitely outside of Tyreek Hill doesn't have a lot of receiving power so this this 
gets him potentially a, an alpha, a guy, you know, of a caliber we haven't seen, you know, hasn't been this hype since like Amari Cooper came out, you know, and and then gets Mac Jones, a potential starting quarterback. You know, he's got Mahomes. It doesn't matter. He could flip Mac Jones for something else later if he's not really sold on him, but he knows the value of a quarterback. And then at 12, Nikki says, well, I'm glad I took Trey Sermon there uh, because I'm going to take Devonta Smith. I, I, you know, I loaded up on running backs. Maybe I drafted guys too early, but I'm still getting what some people think is the best receiver in this class at 12. So that's pretty damn good. At 13, Bill. Now, Bill, he's going to look at it and say, okay, got, got, it, got the best receiver in this class. There's a ton of other good receivers I could take here. But at this point, and I've seen how high running backs go and how anything can happen with a running back, I'm going to take Michael Carter. And, you know, I did an earlier podcast where I, you know, I, I, you guys heard it, whatever. I tried to do it, you know, if nobody had traded any picks, what would have happened? Um, and I had Michael Carter going low, like 18 or something. And honestly, I kind of do feel like he's still ranked there. But again, it's that thing of we know how these guys are valued. And Michael Carter's firmly running with the ones. Now, you could say, well, hey, you know, that's because ETN and Javonta Williams, you know, the only other running back that's doing that right now is uh, Najee Harris. And you could say, well, you know, ETN and Javonta Williams have James Robinson and Melvin Gordon, like two good running backs ahead of them to hurdle. So that's not really a surprise. One week into training camp, they haven't fully supplanted those guys. You know, I think it'd be honestly really stupid if they did. And Trey Sermon, you know, he's in a big committee. It's just the hope that, you know, even for a little bit, he gets to be the main guy and he stays healthy because that's all, you know, if, basically if you can stay healthy and you're on the roster, you're a good running back if you're on the Niners, historically speaking. And so Bill is going to look at it and say, Michael Carter doesn't really have anybody ahead of, I mean, he, they say he's the 1A and Tevin Coleman's the 1B, but he's getting all the first team reps. Now, I view Michael Carter very similarly to another guy that Bill drafted a couple years ago, which is Devin Singletary. And Bill got him maybe at pick, 10? Yeah, right at 10. And, I mean, you know, you look back, and Singletary is what he is. He's a smaller guy. He's agile, but he's not burner fast. It's kind of exactly like Michael Carter. I mean, Michael Carter's not as fast as you would expect. Slick pass catcher, but again, it's like the very next year, and Michael Carter's a third-round back, just like Devin Singletary was, and the very next year, they're drafting another third-round back, a Zach Moss, and you're looking at this, and you're like, oh, this is going to devolve exactly into North Carolina, where he is the, you know, uh, lightning in a bottle, and the Jets next year are going to draft the Thunder, the Javonta Williams counterpart, and, you know, Michael Carter's production really kind of, you know, I mean, in my mind, I always want the the guy that's going to get the most carries, not the guy that maybe has the most explosive plays in him or catches the most passes, but to each their own. So I think at this point of the season, that's where he goes. So that's a huge jump from where I had predicted earlier. Okay, at 14, it's me. Now, this is going to be tough uh, because, I mean, personally, I probably rank Elijah Moore the highest out of everybody that's coming up next. Um, just because I, I, I feel like I know what he is. Like, before I got convinced off of Justin Jefferson by camp reports, which I'm like, okay, don't pay as much attention to them because they fucked you up. But like, I, you know, I took him in the best ball dynasty league because I, 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 I said this one thing he was to me, he's a slot guy. I know exactly what he is. And there's no way he's not at least 
a good wide receiver too in the league. Like there's no way he's not a uh, 13 to 24 guy. That's exactly what Elijah Moore is to me. Um, of course, he's smaller than Justin Jefferson, but he's just, there's so many shades of Antonio Brown. And I mean, it's just Ole Miss is this wide receiver factory. Like I have a lot of confidence in him. I had it before all these positive camp reports. And now every single report, people are like, yeah, Zach Wilson had a pretty good day, you know, up and down for a rookie, but like, holy shit, Elijah Moore, it's just unreal in pads and in anything like he's just impressing. So, and we saw it in college. I mean, he was dominating this past year in the SEC at his size. So like, he's probably my number one, but I'm just going to take that's left. But I'm going to take Rashad Bateman only because I want the, I want the connection with, um, I want the connection with Lamar, right? Obviously, I want to continue to stack there. Like if he could actually help Lamar unlock this passing game, I need to have him on my team. You know, even though I don't like I don't like Jalen Waddle more than him, but conventional wisdom would say I should tell Drew like, you know, hey, do you love Jalen Waddle? Because if so, I'm gonna take him. Like, you gotta trade me up, and we'll, we'll figure something out. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, in in my opinion, I I, I think I gotta get him just for that reason. And you know, I know I have a good I have a feeling if I were to take more or Waddle, Drew has the next two picks. He's gonna take the other. And then the other pick's going to be Bateman because there's no running back left anymore now that Sermon's gone. There's no other receivers in in that. I mean, these guys were all top 35 picks. I mean, there's no one else that's close to that left that was drafted that highly. Um, and there's no, I mean, there's some quarterback shot in the dark, but not that I would take it. Oh, I'm sorry. There, there's Tony. But, you know, I just, I mean... He's starting off training camp in COVID. We know he's raw. We know there's going to be some issues there. And, like, uh, how much are you excited about, uh, you know, a guy on the Giants? Probably not that much. So, you know, I would say I know that he would take him, so I got to get him there. It's just one of those situations. That's my guy. Even if he's not the best, I got to take him. Okay, too much time on that. So Drew will get Jalen Waddle, an incredible value for this late for a guy with that kind of speed. Now there's some reports his health might not be that good. He might still be nursing that injury. Um, you know, and in general, like some people are down on Tua and the Dolphins. I don't know. Like I think Tua could be good still. I'm, I'm not totally out on him, but I'm not excited about him. So I, I can see how with like the running back and the quarterback craze, Waddle could fall this far despite being a top 10 real life draft pick. Um, and then at 16, Drew's getting Elijah Moore. Again, I think this is more his guy. He loves Ole Miss, Ole Miss wide receiver cocksucker. He adds this to the stable of uh, A.J. Brown, and he's good to go. Then I'm back at 17. I'm going to take Terrace Marshall Jr. just again because didn't get as much pub or shine as Chase or Jefferson. They were clearly better than him. But, I mean, he went to LSU. He had 13 touchdowns the year that Joe Burrow had, like, what, 50 or something like that? I mean, maybe he had more. I can't remember. But, like, that's a good percentage of those. T- you know, that's, like, a, you know, that's a good per- chunk of his touchdowns. Like, the guy is huge. He's probably the biggest receiver in this draft, and he's fucking fast as shit. So I kind of look at it like, well, he's got the measurables, right? I'm not crazy about the Panthers, but this is the kind of guy I love taking at 17 overall where, you know, I think the flashes are there, so even if I don't love him, get a couple flash weeks, and then, you know, you can flip him. At 18, Drew's going to take Rondale Moore, and his thinking here is that Rondale Moore is built like a running back, and 
maybe he starts getting carries. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what the Cardinals are going to do between Edmonds and Connor and all that. So just take Rondale Moore, and, you know, you didn't get a running back this draft. Um, You know, you had to settle for two receivers, two great receivers, you know, but you didn't get a running back, so maybe get a guy that that, that could be treated like a running back, right? Um, and, and, you know, just go from there. At 19, Matt's going to take Amari Rodgers. I've been thinking a lot about this. I think probably, you know, Amari Rodgers was more exciting when, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't demand the return of uh, Randall Cobb, which if you go back to old, old podcasts, I was talking that from like day one. I was like, why the fuck did they get rid of Randall Cobb and let him walk, let the Cowboys get him for super cheap that year it, with with MVS and Equiminius St. Brown and Alan Lazard all fighting for wide receiver two. I'm like, all those guys suck. Just keep Randall Cobb. He's at least a proven veteran. Uh, you know, so not saying I'm I'm that in tune with Aaron Rodgers, but like, you know, alphas know how alphas think. So that's basically that. Um, but I still think, I think probably we're only one week away, so there's no indication. Like, there hasn't been any clear indicate. Like, you know, Davis Mills is starting at Texans camp, and the team is just a shit show as expected. Um, so I could see Matt probably taking him just to say, I don't really, there's no one here I love. I'm just going to take this guy um, because, uh, you know, he's a quarterback and if he's starting, some desperate team will want him. Uh, you know, Kellen Mond's out with COVID. Kyle Trask, I mean, Brady's looking fantastic. So, like, that's a wait That's a wait and see thing, too. And so, for, for Matt, for a team without a lot of needs, I mean, I think that basically puts him at, do I want Amari Rodgers or Kadarius Tony? And I think, you know, he's. I think he'll take Rodgers just to say, you know. I, Tony's a first-round pick, but again, I, I don't know how excited he is to get involved with Daniel Jones again. And then lastly, Bob at pick 20, he'll take Kadarius Tony because why the fuck not? He's a first-round draft pick, and you're getting him this late. He's an athletic freak, so you might as well give it a shot. All right, that was fun, but now let's just mix it up. Let's do it real quick. Let's do it all over again, but this time we're going to have trades. And now the focus is going to be less. I kind of gave you little summaries on what's going on with each player if you haven't been doing research. Um, And, you know, by the time you hear this, it'll be, um, you know, like Saturday Uh, two Saturdays from now so we'll have one more full week of training camp and maybe there's other things or there's other injuries right you know I didn't even talk about Devonta Smith you know has been sidelined he's going to miss at least two to three weeks but that's all you know training camp time I don't think unless we get really dire news I don't think that's enough to push him down but again these guys can move depending on news that we get you know of course but I think this is an interesting look at least into Hey, going into this draft, where's thing, where are things going? So you've already got like a little sense of where these guys are at if you haven't done your research, or maybe it's just a fun blast from the past of, oh, can't believe he thought that, you know, two weeks ago, because clearly that guy's running with the ones, or they traded Melvin Gordon, or, you know, some crazy happened. Um, but anyways, so this one, I just want to focus on potential spots where I think, yeah, this pick is ripe for a trade. And with only two guys in the top seven picks, I think there's a, you know, there's there's a lot of that. So we're going to start off. I'm still going to take Trevor Lawrence. I just, it would, it would have to be a godfather offer to move me off of it. I just don't know, like, what I could want for it. Like, I'd at least want another young quarterback who has some promise and plus, you know what I mean? Something that's at least worth a, worth a first round pick. It's going to be hard for anyone to make that package offer for me, honestly. And so I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see a path. So I'm probably going to take him. Now at two, 
so Nikki's looking at Najee Harris and saying, okay, I'm going to take Najee. But Nikki also recognizes, okay, I need running back help, but I fucking hate the Steelers. I don't. I, I might like Najee Harris, but I don't want to cheer him on. And I think the Steelers are going to be garbage. I think their O-line is going to suck. And even if Najee touches the ball 20 times a game, I think he'll have low yards per carry, and I don't think this offense is going to score. So I kind of don't want him overall in general. And so in swoops Devin, who now with Aaron Rodgers firmly starting for the Packers this year, and down to Sean Watson, and recognizing he can still compete, things can still work out for him, but he's got to get a second quarterback. But he's got plenty of running backs, which is Nick's, Nicky's big need. And so Devin swoops in, and he makes the offer of DeAndre Swift and his 2022 second-round pick for Justin Fields. Now, if Nicky holds his balls to the fire, I'd say give me— and Nicky already owns Devin's first, but Devin owns the lower of Drew and Bob's first. If Nicky's smart, he puts his balls to the fire and says, give me that first, not the second, and we have a deal. Um, so we can even say that he does that. And it doesn't have to be DeAndre Swift. It could be CEH or Miles Sanders or Austin Eckler. I'm going to guess not Austin Eckler and not Miles Sanders. I'm, I'm thinking Nicky's going to want to stay, guys, lo, uh, you know, younger and less deep into their contracts, you know, for, for obvious reasons. Um, as he rebuilds, and so I think he takes that offer. I mean, that's that's you know, you could say that Swift and Najee, who know, you know, I mean, at least last year people probably would have ranked Swift ahead of Najee in the overall draft, right? Who knows where they would have gone if Najee had declared last year? Um, so I mean, he could potentially be better, and the Lions are on the up and up. You know, um, might have a better O line than the Steelers. Not much else better, but uh, you know, at least that's better. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's a good move. And you're getting another first-round pick out of it, so next year you're going to have three firsts again. You're going to have three firsts next year to start this off. Like, that That fucking rules. So, at two, Devin takes Justin Fields. Takes his boy. That's how it works. Maybe Devin likes Trey Lance. I, I, you know, Devin's one of those guys where I could see him saying, you know, I don't, um, I don't, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, he, he's more concerned with, I need a guy who's potentially going to start right now, and he maybe doesn't, thinks that Lance will quicker. You know, I don't think this is the only move Devin's going to make. I think he's going to make a move for a Derek Carr or a Kirk Cousins or someone like that, just somebody who's starting for a couple weeks. But I think he wants to get into this younger group of talent. I think he wants to strike and grab one of these guys. Um, no, I don't think he would take Zach Wilson. Obviously, he's going to start from week one, but I think, you know, Devin's more looking at this like, okay, I'll use whatever I can. I'll get a, I'll get a gap, stop gap guy just to last for the first couple of weeks until whoever I take takes over. And I think he's going to take fields. So now at three, so at three, I've got a, you know, I've got a little bit of an issue here because now I'm thinking, ah, oh, shit, like I want to take Najee, but I do value Trey Lance ahead of him. I want both and I want both badly. Um, so I'm like, what the fuck do I do here? You know, do I take Lance? Because if I take Lance, Nicky's at four. He's taking Najee at that point. He's not going to take Zach Wilson that high. So I take Najee, but then Nicky's at four. And again, he's going to take Lance. So I'm going to miss both of these guys. I can't have both, but I want both. So I'm going to take Najee with this pick, but only, and I'm going to do it either way. But at four overall, I'm going to approach Nicky and say, hey, I will give you the six pick overall plus Chase Edmonds. And you might say, that's not fair value, right? But like, 
I mean, I'll just spoil it for you. Um, at five, then, I would take Kyle Pitts, and at six, Nikki's getting Travis Etienne. And even if he doesn't like Etienne, say he does, takes Javonta Williams, um, and he might. You know what? I'm going to change it to that he's taking Javonta Williams instead first. But all I'm saying is this. So he's basically, basically what I'm asking you to do is like, okay, go from Najee, who you would have taken, right? You could say Trey Lance, but you know, his eyes were on Najee probably. So, you know, is Najee worth more than ETN, we'll say Javonta Williams and Chase Edmonds? I mean, you're getting two starting running backs when right now you have none. So I'm giving you two starting running backs. And maybe he needs a little more than that. Maybe he needs another second rounder, or he needs you know, one of my receivers or something, or I'll just say, fuck it, and give him Mike Kosicki, a tight end, you know, um, you know, because I, I, I don't need it. I'm going to take Kyle Pitts at five. But anyways, I think six and Edmonds is, is good enough to get it done, probably, you know, jumping up two spots. Maybe he wants five so he can get Pitts still. But again, it's like, is Najee worth Pitts plus Edmonds? Probably not. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Najee at three, and I'm going to trade pick four for pick six plus Chase Edmonds. So Chase Edmonds to move up two spots, and I'm going to take Trey Lance. Okay, now at five, um, and again, it could be that he demands five instead, but I'm going to take Kyle Pitts. And you know, I think a lot of people would be coming for that pick for Nick, from Nicky at four, especially after seeing him deal with Devin. But my main thing is like, Nicky, if you like a guy, he will, you know, if you like a guy that's not Trey Lance or whatever, like, he will still be there for you at five or six. No one else can offer you draft capital as high as I can in this draft. And, I mean, you trade this pick to anyone else, you're going to lose these first two draft picks of your first draft. You know, you're going to be way out there. With me, you're still going to be in the mix. And even if he said no, I like Zach Wilson. I just, I don't like, I'm not in love with him like these other guys. And, I, you know, I have concerns about the Jets, obviously. But I, I like him. I think he could be okay. Like, you know, I'm not going to, if people try to get me in a bidding war with Nikki, I'm backing out. I'm like, dude, I have picks. I'll, I'll just, I'll just fucking wait. And instead of Lance, I'll just take Pitts and Zach Wilson. I don't care. But if I have the opportunity to get Lance for a fair price, I'm going to do it. Um, okay. Then at five, I'm going to take Kyle Pitts again. Like I probably actually need more running back help because I have Mark Andrews and if I didn't have Lamar Jackson this would be so easy I would literally trade Mark Andrews for like a second rounder this year and just get just get Kyle Pitts but you know I the the stacking option I need to keep Mark Andrews at least until Pitts fully comes unlocked but then after that you know Mark Andrews is fucking dead to me and I I thought about this so many times like hey if Pitts is on the board are you really gonna say look back in three years and say yeah I didn't take him because I had Mark Andrews like no you're gonna feel like a fucking asshole so just take him um anyways at six and seven Nicky's now back to back he's gonna take ETN and Javonta Williams so boom so so far he's made a couple moves back right and you could say oh yeah you know he missed out on top quarterbacks Pitts Najee but he's getting two of the top three running backs ETN Javonta Williams he's getting Chase Edmonds he's getting DeAndre Swift and a 2022 first round pick so he turned three picks into four starting running backs and a first round pick could be another starting running back or quarterback like he missed out on this quarterback class but it could just be another quarterback so like you know what I mean I think that's 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 pretty good move it's like anytime you can turn 
three assets into five, that's a pretty good move. Um, even though some people might say never trade down, just like go get these top guys. But I mean, we've seen in the past, it seems to me that the, the more successful teams got people in um, honestly like the six to 12 range. Like when I think about every year, like that's where like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown went the one year. And, and that's where, um, you know, that's last year. That's where like, I mean, aside from like Jonathan, that's where Gibson went. That's where Herbert went. Like there's, there's a lot that that sphere is in Justin Jefferson. Like that's a good, good sphere. So like, I think even though it's hard to do, it is worth moving down and just getting more shots at the dartboard because we really don't know. Even if it doesn't feel right in the moment, I think more often than not, it, it kind of works out. Um, okay, so now at eight, Bob's up. But guess what? Bob again, he's missed out on, just like last time we talked about, without trades, Bob missed out on the running backs, but he wants that Acres replacement. He's pretty solid at his quarterbacks with Burrow and Tua, but you know, he might say to himself, I don't really love Zach Wilson. Well, I'll tell you who does, and I'll tell you who is itching to get a quarterback, a young quarterback. This one, Drew McLaughlin. So Drew jumps up to eight, and he gives Bob Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, he gave Bob Derrick Henry for eight overall, straight up. And that's probably way lopsided, way lopsided. But when you think about it, Derrick Henry, he's on like a one to two year move. If if Drew's saying, hey, this year might be my year, but I'm more so looking like in the two to three year range, and Bob's thinking I could compete now, then Derrick Henry for Zach Wilson is a perfect trade. And that's who Drew's taking here. He's taking Zach Wilson. You can call me crazy, but I w- I'd like this move for both teams, to be honest. Like, yeah, obviously Derrick Henry is worth more than Zach Wilson today. But what about next year? <laughs> I mean, if would you would you give up Justin Herbert for Derrick Henry? I don't think you would. Would you give up Burrow? Probably. Um, would you give up Tua? Yeah, absolutely. There's a chance Zach Wilson's in that upper echelon of the absolutely fucking not. In two years' time, are you going to give up Zach Wilson? You know, would you? You know, two years of Derrick Henry more usage? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. So I like it a lot, even though that probably seems crazy. So at nine, Nicky is going to take the last quarterback available. He's going to take Mac Jones. So he starts this draft off with four starting running backs, another first-round pick, and a potential starting quarterback with way less picks than that, with four picks overall. So, again, he's just kind of playing the moves like, hey, even if he doesn't love Mac Jones, starting quarterback, there's value there. Um, and, again, he's got two first next year now. Oh, sorry, he's gonna have, sorry, he'll have three first next year. And so what's the what's the big deal? You know what I mean? I mean, three first next year, he can easily, easily get another quarterback or, you know, anything else that he needs at that point. So now Billy, um, he's looking at this and saying, okay, so all the quarterbacks are gone. Um, you know, Billy's team is good overall. He could probably use running back depth, but sort of in the way that everybody could, right? Where it's like, hey, it would be nice if I had three top 15 guys, but, you know, nobody fucking does for a reason, you know? Or you're Devin and you do, and now you got to move them to beef up other areas of your team, like like quarterback. Um, and so he's just going to look at it and say, am I fucking crazy? Or am I about to just take Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith, the number one and number two fucking most hyped wide receiver prospects, and just get them 
<laughs> at the end of this round. And that's what he's going to do. And that's that's a good move. I mean, outside of Tyreek Hill, I said it before, he doesn't have a lot of great running or receiver talent. So I, I love that move for him to just double up on that. Now, Nikki at 12, now he's going to take Trey Sermon. And this is what's interesting. Because of, you know, this is sort of that like economics theory of uh, competitive advantage. Um, you know, shout out to Dr. Summel, my guy. And uh, oh, I forget the fucking the fucking uh swedish guy he was a beast okaso soccer or so no like i can't anyways um you know this is a more appropriate range for trey sermon um and it only happens because we get guys up there that want those quarterbacks um that need them right like devon and like true so that necessarily pushes trey sermon down more so where he belongs and nikki's like hey i can fucking grab him uh, Billy at 13, he's going to take Michael Carter. Same reasons as before. Like he sees the rush on running backs. He knows, okay, you got Dan Andrew below me. One of these guys will, you know, will probably want, will probably take him. Um, you know, and there's a ton of good receiver talent. Like he's going to take Michael Carter there. And he just, why would he take another receiver? He literally just got the top two. He got the top two best receivers in this, in this, in this format. So why why waste another pick? Like take Michael Carter. That's a that's a pretty easy pick considering that you got Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith. Okay, now at fourteen it's me. Well, here's where I'm coming knocking on Drew's door, because again I've talked about my Rashad Bateman versus Elijah Moore dilemma, and I have a very strong feeling that both are going to be available to me at this point. Now there's a chance that Billy says fuck it and takes Elijah Moore there if he really likes him, and then that makes it easy for me because I don't like Michael Carter that much. So I'm going to take Rashad Bateman. Drew will get Michael Carter, some other receiver, and then you know it'll go on as, as it will. But I, I have a strong feeling for whatever reason that Michael Carter is going in the top 13 picks, and I will be faced with the decision of Elijah Moore versus Rashad Bateman because I don't see either of those guys going ahead of anybody I have in the top three right now with the exception of Michael Carter's a potential maybe potential maybe but definitely not Trey Sermon I don't see Trey Sermon at all um you know so regardless um but I'm gonna go to Drew and say look you just got Zach Wilson you've heard all this buzz around Elijah Moore I'm gonna take him here if you want to pair the two up I'll I'll swap you 14 for 15 but you got to throw in 18 and I think Drew does that. He says, fuck it. I've got great receivers, dude. I've got receivers all across the board. That's my strength. I don't need two dart throws. I need that connection with Elijah Moore now that Zach Wilson's my quarterback. Like, that's a league-winning move for him. And for me, I'm the opposite. Like, I have a lot of okay receivers. I would love more more shots at the dart board. So this, to me, is a perfect, perfect trade. And so he takes Elijah Moore there. Now at 15, I would take Rashad Bateman. Um, and now it's back to Drew at 16. He's going to take, and I've talked about why I would do that, why I'd do it over Waddle. And so at 16, Drew will take Waddle. You know, he's still got, um, he's still got picks there. Um, anyways, uh, then at 17, I would take Terrace Mar- Marshall. And at 18, I'm taking Rondale Moore. Again, just taking more shots at the dartboard, seeing what sticks. And then 19 and 20 are the same. Matt takes Amari Rogers. Bob takes Kadarius Tony. I could see somebody trading up with Matt, like Nate trading up a few spots, maybe to get a Kellen Mond, to get an Amari, to get a Kadarius. I don't know. I feel like Nate does have that kind of move in him to move up a couple spots into this late second round to get someone specific, but I don't know who he's targeting. And when I look at his team and like I think about his needs, I mean, what even are his big needs? 
you know, like he doesn't have a good tight end, but it's like I wouldn't trade up for, you know, because he's got Ebron, but like I wouldn't trade up for Fryermuth, right? I mean, he's got a ton of quarterbacks. Maybe he doesn't want them all. You know, he needs a little running back help, but at that point, who are you trading up for? There's no one left. So, like, maybe that doesn't totally make sense. But anyways, so that's how it goes. Um, so the drafts are as follow. Without trades, it's uh, number one overall. I take Trevor Lawrence. At two, Nikki takes Najee. At three, I take Kyle Pitts. At four, Nikki takes Fields. Five, I take Lance. Six, I take ETN. Seven, Nikki takes Javonta Williams. At eight, Bob takes Zach Wilson. Nine, Nikki takes Trey Sermon. At 10 and 11, Bill takes Jamar Chase and Mac Jones. At 12, Nikki takes Devonta Smith. At 13, Billy takes Michael Carter. At 14, I take Rashad Bateman. At 15 and 16, Drew takes Waddle and Elijah Moore. At 17, I take Terrace Marshall. 18, Drew takes Rondale Moore. Sorry. At 19, Matt takes Amari Rogers. And at 20, Bob takes Kadarius Toney. Uh, it is a little different with trades. With, with trades, I'd be taking Trevor Lawrence first. Devin will swoop in and get Justin Fields second. I'll take uh, Najee Harris and Trey Lance at three and four, and Kyle Pitts at five. Nikki will take Javonta Williams and Travis Etienne at six and seven. Drew's swooping in and getting Zach Wilson at eight. Nikki at nine takes Mac Jones. At 10 and 11, Bill takes Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith. At 12, Nikki takes Trey Sermon. At 13, Billy takes Michael Carter. At 14, Drew takes Elijah Moore. Uh, swaps up with me and gives me 18. At 15, I take Bateman. 16, Drew takes Waddle. At 17 and 18, I take Terrace Marshall and Rondale Moore. 19 and 20 are the same. Amari Rogers to Matt. Kadarius Tony to Bob. And some of you might say this is a little wish casting on my part, right? Because it's like, okay, damn, well, you know, your first draft, you got Lawrence, Pitt, Lance, Etienne, Bateman, and Marshall. So, like, you know, that's that's a good haul. Uh, or, sorry, Javonta Williams and Marshall. I forgot to change that. You know, that's a good haul. But, like, everybody and their fucking mother knows that you would probably rather have um, Najee Harris than Javonta Williams, you know? and I mean, yeah, I'm not going to fucking deny that, right? Um and in, in the version with trades, you know, you say, oh, okay, yeah, well, this time I get Trevor Lawrence, Najee, Trey Lance, and Kyle Pitts. It's like, okay, so you move from ETN to, to Najee, basically. That's the only, or you move from Javante to Najee. That's the only difference, um, you know, and now you, you, you get Rashad Bateman and Terrace Marshall again, but you also add Rondale Moore for like, you know, like it, this is all wish casting. And you might say, well, none of these moves for Nikki makes sense. But, you know, I looked at it. Okay. Here's the overall result. You know, if you take out the, the players that Nikki was getting either way, you know, he was getting them in either reality. And you say, okay, if he had done these moves, what's the trade, right? What's the combined trade? So Nikki's giving up Najee, Fields, and Devonta Smith for DeAndre Swift, Javonta Williams, Chase Edmonds, a 2022 first rounder, and Mac Jones. And if he didn't like my offer, maybe there's Mike Kosicki, maybe there's another second rounder in there. I mean, that's a pretty big bump. And to me, I mean, that's a fair trade, but it's like if you're if you're a rebuilding team that needs a little of everything, I mean, do you want to leave this, I mean, do you want to leave this with one running back in Najee Harris, or you want to make moves and leave with three in um, Javonta Williams, DeAndre Swift, and Chase Edmonds? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you need Justin Fields this year? I mean, or is, is Mac Jones going to suffice while you figure it out, you know, and you get another first-round pick and another second-round pick and you build up capital? Like, I think that's worth it. And so if I'm Nikki, that's probably what I'm angling to do, even if it does 
work out a lot better for me and give me guys that I want, uh, I still think that's good for him. But we'll see what he does. We'll see what everyone does. I mean, the only thing I'm fucking sure of is that I'm taking Trevor Lawrence at one. Um, Oh, and I'm sure of one more thing. It's going to be a hell of a time. Oh, wait, you already lived it, so you know that it was a hell of a time. Uh, we'll see what's going on. Liz has finals that week, which is a major bummer because I want her to leave the house and go to her parents so we could party here. Um, you know, party central. But if not, I think our, our kind friend Bob will, will be will be nice enough to host us. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where what happens. I know there's going to be food and beer and drinks aplenty, and we're going to be going fucking nuts. So I can't wait. Best day of the year coming up. That was the uh, the couple mock drafts for you. Uh, we'll put this out in between then and in, in between the draft and the grades. So until next time, bye bye. <laughs>